well I sustained a permanent injury um, through staying for so long um, and then the stress of all of that once I left because I had a two-year court case custody court case after that the stress of that set off a relapsing and remitting chronic illness which um, is lifelong my disability meant that I could not um, fulfill my dream of nursing any longer so I was a staff nurse at a local hospice um, and I had to give up my career and the long-term consequences for my son who's 12 is that he has post-traumatic stress disorder um, and I you know didn't realize that children could have PTSD and yes they can and it's horrible and I wouldn't wish it on anyone and we're six years free now and he still has the nightmares and the night terrors and he's still worried that daddy's gonna hurt him because sadly daddy's never said sorry and daddy has never been able to admit what he's done I think it's very difficult because when you've been disempowered in a relationship for however many years you really don't think that you have the ability um, to kind of make make it different for yourself or you don't think that you have the strength so when I look back now I kind of describe myself as being a shadow I was living in a shadow I wasn't kind of living as a person I found pregnancy quite stressful it's meant to be a kind of really joyous time um, but it was quite stressful because it became quite clear very early on that um, because my attention was on the baby growing inside me um, my ex-husband didn't like that um, so he would do things like uh, he would make himself sick in any room in the house so I'd have to clear it up he would then go to bed and not go, go to work for the week so I would have to find extra shifts I was a nurse at the time to make up the extra money um, and he would just demand my attention constantly so at that point there wasn't anything physical but I'd get random texts at the beginning of the day saying things like I can't believe you've done this to me and then I wouldn't know what he was on about and he wouldn't answer his phone he wouldn't answer his email and so I'd be left all day wondering what on earth I'd done wrong and then he'd walk in through the door and just go oh it was a joke but to me that wasn't funny because I was worrying all day about what had happened and it was like treading on eggshells and he was very, very paranoid. So um, if I went out and I was in Sainsbury's and another man looked at me, um, it was because I was dressed the wrong way or I was holding my bump too much or, or something like that. So it was very hard to kind of focus on me and the baby inside me. And he was adamant from right from when I'd conceived that he would not believe the pregnancy was real until I'd given birth. So I kind of felt very on my own as well and obviously when you're kind of flooded with pregnancy hormones and you're kind of happy one minute and kind of really floods of tears the next and you don't quite know what's happening and then I'm trying to cope with this person who is very demanding of my attention one minute and then will completely isolate me the next um, and didn't want me going out with my friends or socialising or anything like that because obviously I was pregnant and I had to take it easy and I kind of thought at the time well yeah I am pregnant I do take, need to take it easy but actually I, I, I lost a lot of friends through that and I lost a huge support network and so by the time it came to giving birth, um, there was kind of a, almost like an exclusion zone around me, if you like, which was really, really difficult. With, with me, it escalated quite quickly um, and my husband was constantly threatening to commit suicide. And I guiltily stayed because I thought I don't want my child you know, growing up without their father. Um, um, but there was also the threat to my life and my son's life and at the time I, I was kind of thinking I can do this I can manage it I can I can work it out um, my husband was under the mental health team but refused to engage with them and then a child was killed at my son's infant school as a direct result of a contact order and on the way to pick my 
husband up from work one day, my then six-year-old turned around to me and said, Mummy, when am I going to go and live in heaven like my friend did? Because that's what Daddy keeps telling me. And that made my blood go cold. And then I just thought, what are you doing? Why are you staying here when your child is clearly... And up until that point, my son was six and he was being physically hurt, but I thought I was managing it okay. And it wasn't until I'd left that I realised that actually I wasn't. And the long-term effects for us, I hadn't realised until I'd left that my son and I didn't have the bond that we should have done because there was always somebody in the way. There was always someone preventing that relationship. There was always someone standing right in the middle of the two of us. So we have a lovely relationship now, apart from when teen hormones kick in. Um, <laughs> for me, my route out was I contacted Women's Aid. They put me in touch with a local outreach service who gave me an outreach worker who met me and they were fantastic and it was just fantastic and it was decided in my case that actually it wasn't safe for me to stay where I was um, so I had made the decision to leave and I'd gone within a matter of days um, and if that's the route for you if you have to get out quickly that is the most dangerous time really so it's really important that local services are aware of you and their services up and down the country I'm kind of very much of the opinion now that I didn't have a voice for 10 years um, and I might not be able to walk properly now but I can speak um, and that's exactly what I'll do. Since I've left I've done a lot of training on domestic violence and I now, um, I'm an educator on behalf of one of the county councils and that's been quite an eye-opening experience for me really because I kind of look at it now and I think gosh why didn't I do something sooner but when you're living in a situation like that you have no idea of the effects A on yourself and B particularly on an unborn baby. When you feel really downtrodden and really inadequate and you haven't got a clue what's going on, um, that actually there, you can still grow. Um, and I used to liken it to um, I was a bit of a caterpillar and I was in a bit of a cocoon. Um, and once I was in the right environment, I kind of flourished. And I never knew that that was possible and I didn't think that that would be possible um, through what I was experiencing. But actually, yes, my marriage broke down and yes, it wasn't salvageable. But I'm a much different person now and I, I've grown a huge amount and I'm a lot stronger um, and life is very good.